Welcome to Basically Tall Tales, the collaborative short story podcast featuring tales you can basically call tall. My name's Adam. I'm Todd. And I'm Jared. Each week, one of our writers will write one-third of a story before handing it off to the next writer to either continue or finish. The first writer will get to choose whatever genre they want to write in, and the other two will just have to deal with it. Today, we have a story by me, Adam, with the second part of a story. Make sure to rate, comment, and subscribe for more stories each week because we're always writing more comedy stories and your social media interaction keeps us going. Without further ado, here we go. I didn't know that you were going to keep going with that. Because what I <laughs> well, saw we I mean, were doing was we were thematically naming the stories on iTunes and stuff. And then, like, the title of the story could be different. But yeah. but this works really well. Especially <laughs> given how handsy yeah. Aerie is. It does. It, it also reminds me a lot of the Boogeyman story. Because that one, things that go badumptis, like, in your, <laughs> what, in the night, in the heart, and in your pants... <laughs> um or or whatever like they those all worked out as well all right so uh here we go Ari and brandon having been frustrated by the zillions popping up to invade only to scarper off back where they came from followed the speaker of the mysterious voice into the service alley behind the main stage of the great auditorium i know where they've taken your friends the hooded figure said ominously Ari, how do you know my name Ari cut in, instantly suspicious. Uh, I wasn't saying your name. I was saying Ari way. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I'm excited to find out who that is. <laughs> who are you? Ari said, reaching out to yank that stupid hood off of them. Brandon grabbed his arm. No, it's too dangerous. What if he comes? He'll die. <laughs> Brandon said. That's assuming he's a Spurmartian. Ari said, resisting the urge to use his laser sword to bifurcate Brandon. Platonic touching wasn't really a thing he grew up exposed to back on the high fantasy tourist trap planet of Meteora 7. You can't touch me anyways. The mysterious person carried on. Oh, is that a challenge? Challenge changes everything. Brandon agreed. Ari made to slap the hood upwards and knock it off the figure's head, but his hand passed right through the figure which shimmered and fizzled at his contact. It's not a challenge. I'm a hologram. <laughs> the figure said, sighing. <laughs> now if we can get down to business. To defeat the zillions. Ah, get your friend back, and you will have defeated the zillions. All you have to do is bring Iggy 88 back here. That's great. Where is he? I can't tell you that. I can only point you in the right direction. You are so wily, Ghost Man. This is just like VRJNP203. Except you don't have tits. It's porn, Brandon. You wouldn't understand. 
Brandon made a pained face at the mention of porn. If there was anything worse than nuclear Armageddon or biological warfare for the Spermartians, and people with nothing else better to be angry about, it was porn. <laughs> I almost forgot how Brandon was also a Spermartian. Yeah. Yeah, he is. He is. Uh... <laughs> Quick, think about baseball. That always helps. Brandon visibly strained. The vein in his neck popped out, and moment passed. <laughs> he almost died just thinking of porn. <laughs> <laughs> oh, these poor people. You're the only one who can do this, Ari. Because of where you come from, it's literally impossible to change your timeline and zillion you. That's why you're here, now. And so am I. The mysterious figure said... Brandon's ears perked up. And me too? Sure, why not? And you too. <laughs> you have to find a friend out of time. That's all I can tell you, or it will create a paradox. That's some bullshit. I think instead, I'm just going to start blasting. Good. Yes, good. Do what comes naturally to you. The mysterious person said. That that sounds like some Sith bullshit. <laughs> but the zillions are gone. Brandon said. Or are they? <laughs> the hooded figure said, wiggling their fingers spookily as they faded from sight. <laughs> that's, that's... I think... Wiggling fingers spookily is something that I often write. <laughs> <laughs> really? So that makes this, yeah, it's definitely written in my style as of right now. <laughs> Officially a Todd story. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was weird. Harry said pulling out his blaster. Yeah, he had a laser sword built into his arm, but the damn doctor that gave him the prosthetic made sure to link up all his nerves to the arm, meaning that he had the feeling in the arm including, and especially when, it bisected, and the laser bit came out. Every time. Just like Wolverine. Oh, <laughs> uh, that is I just like Wolverine. Wolverine. hates it. I wonder <laughs> if he hates it, or if he just, like, doesn't care anymore. Because he can't grow calluses. He well, recovers they... too quickly. It'd be impossible for him to grow calluses. Depends on the writer. They always make make a point to show that it hurts him the first time he does it, and then they ignore it the rest of the time. <laughs> At least in the movies. Yeah. And then there's, like, old man Logan who just wants to die. Yeah. He's tired of being strong and immortal, so. Oof. I feel him. <laughs> Not the strong and immortal part. <laughs> Back to the cab, I guess. Airy, not really a plans guy, led the way through the disoriented mass of aliens milling around the city center. Shops were open, and some people were buying things, going about their day, but a lot of people just stood around confused. Airy thought this one guy in his peripheral vision was looking at him, so he did what any red-blooded man would do. He looked right back at the guy in the eyes with a grimace. <laughs> a totally normal dude. Then pulled his dick out. <laughs> <laughs> stick out. Harry blinked and looked away, only to look back one last time. 
Harry, stop that. Has he always been wearing those glasses? Brandon looked at the man as well. He couldn't remember if he'd been wearing glasses. Must have. How else would he be wearing them now? Didn't see him put them on. I don't like weird shit. Let's get out of here. They wound their way through the city. They got more and more confusing at every turn. Harry thought he remembered the way back to the spaceport, and he had a near photographic memory, but it failed him here. The buildings seemed to change around. The Spur Martians were acting weird too, all except for Brandon. The longer they walked through the city, the more it seemed like they were staring at Harry out of the corner of his eyes. But every time he looked, they turned away. Suddenly, there were two Spur Martian youths, a boy and a girl, standing before him. Alarm bells were ringing in his mind, but he couldn't quite place why. Are you okay, sirs? Are you lost? What? Well, now that you mention it, I thought this was the way to the spaceport. But, wait a minute. Why isn't the street here blue? If you're lost, you can come with us. <laughs> I can't. <laughs> They're gonna beat the kids. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, Ari. Aha! Gotcha! Ari and Brandon shared a look and started beating ass. <laughs> <laughs> Starting with the kids? <laughs> well, I mean, you know, you start with the task in front of you. I, so, I get it. It's, uh... I don't know if you're going to want to cut my explaining what you've written here, but there is a boy and a girl associating with each other in the wrong part of town. Um, is what you're trying to say, right? Yeah. So that's why it's suspicious, and he and he gets that they they are in the blue town because he said, "Why isn't the street here blue?" Yeah, because it was before. Yeah. You mean they left a burning building and they already, like, repainted the streets? Anyway, I don't know what's You'll happening. See. I don't know what's happening. Yeah. What is happening? Cries of come with us rose up from somewhere far off, and the rumble of millions, nay, billions, of feet on the pavement shook the earth beneath them. Ari and Brandon fought their way to the spaceport eventually. How many days of nonstop fighting had it been? Ari lost count. Sleeping was lame anyway. The space cab was still there, but all of the other ships that the other ambassadors and tourists had arrived on for the presidential inauguration were nowhere to be seen. The building was devoid of personnel as well. Ari didn't know how to drive in space. Iggy or Nova had always taken care of that, but it didn't look so hard. As they left the atmosphere, Ari thought of Nova. He called her up, and the space phone built into the cab rang for 30 seconds. No answer. They really had been nowhere left untouched by the Zillion's infection. He didn't know what else to call it. It was like one second people was people, and the next, a hive mind bent on assimilation. He and Brandon couldn't be the only two in the galaxy left, no. No, that would mean that everyone they'd ever known and loved and were gone, and living <laughs> like this was a futile act only a battle-crazed madman would do. <laughs> Every planet they went to was the same story. That weird planet of night where Goofy the Grey tried to kill him. The ex-Galactic Society of Friends HQ. The new Australia. Different place, same story. He couldn't bring himself to go back to New Earth, too. 
At every turn, space probes and legions of zillions sprang up in the <clears throat> sprang up the second he touched down. Getting food had become an issue, seeing as you need both hands for fighting. Birds chirped in their flight over the castle of Lord Beangut on the planet of Meteoria 7. Huh. Neri had just finished digging a hole. It was satisfying work, doing something with a clear goal that you could more or less decide for yourself, and your boss didn't come along every three hours to move the goalposts further down the field. <laughs> it was a relief. And totally not a current complaint. No. <laughs> no, no, no. The last three years had been something. Beangut and the people of his village had welcomed Neri with open arms. And, with some explaining... Brandon, too. Oh. Ari had expected his wife to be there. Not Nova, but another woman. What was her name? Hmm. Last time he'd seen her, it felt like a <laughs> lifetime ago. Ari couldn't remember her face anymore. Oh, God. I guess so, though. <laughs> what? <laughs> Excuse me, Lord Ari. The boy stood before Ari with a summons. After toiling in the sun all morning... Planting his potatoes, the barefoot walk through the cold stone of the castle felt amazing. Bean Gut was as prodigious as ever, on his throne in the Grand Hall. Ugh. The furry yaoi cult is causing trouble again, Harry. They are abducting townsfolk now, and we can't find them this time. Usually, they'd wander back into town after a while... And after a lie-down and a good drink, they'd be right as rain. But now they aren't coming back. I need you to go find out why. Lord Beangut said? A quest. Grand. But no disembowelment this time. Any furry yowie followers you find are to be brought back here in one piece. <laughs> Huh. And that's how Brandon and Aerie came to wander the forests on the edge of the Alflands, where the furry Yowie roamed. They were said to have <laughs> eyes in every tree. Sometimes, in the dead of night, like a whisper on the wind, you could hear them. Furry Yowie. <laughs> Going into the Alflands was expressly forbidden by royal decree and treaties. So, Brandon and Aerie stalked the tree line, looking for footprints. A buzzing noise got his attention, and Ari turned to look back in the direction of Beangut's freehold. Small dots falling from the sky fell towards the castle. Like a cloud of flies rushing a fresh turd, or lunch, flies aren't really discriminating in that regard. <laughs> the Zillion's drones, they're here! Always knew they would be, eventually. Some of the cloud broke off from the group as it neared the ground and changed direction, heading straight for Aerie and Brandon. Come on, we have no choice. Brandon took Aerie by the hand, and together they ran into the forests. No, they ran for the forests of the Alphs. Deeper and deeper into the dark press of trees they trekked. Drones tried to penetrate the canopy. Most ruined themselves upon the gnarled mass of branches, and the few that made it through were quick work for the duo to dispatch. They walked all through the day and night into the heart of the forest. All the while, the buzz of the drones filled the air from far above. A building rose out of the trees, a tower that seemed to meld with the forest. Things grew out of it. Things grew out from the cracks in its stones. 
Grasses and flowering plants littered the forest floor around it. The forest canopy came right up to the thing, so that not an inch of sky could be seen. Creepers and vines crawled up the brown stone structure, and the duo walked around the base of the thing until they came to a dark doorway, down into it. The stairs they took spiraled down into the earth. For so long, Ari wondered if they'd reached the center of the planet. The droning faded away, to be replaced by a gentle quiet. All sense of tension left Ari, and he came to the bottom of the stairs finally. It was a huge room, with a glowing ruined crystal at the far end, and a glass sarcophagus in the center. <sighs> Ari didn't go in for religions, but if he did, he would have said this place felt sacred. Oh my god! Brandon gasped. It's Rexus Quinn! <gasps> they approached the sarcophagus reverentially. Inside was the bones of someone clad in jeans, a red t-shirt, and a leather vest. <laughs> That's good. I read that as a rad t-shirt, though. <laughs> oh! Well, hang on. Let me, let me retake that line real quick. <laughs> yeah. That does sound more like a Todd Universe thing. A rad t-shirt. <laughs> they approached the sarcophagus reverentially. Inside was the bones of someone clad in jeans, a rad t-shirt, and another vest. <laughs> On top of the sarcophagus was a stubby sword with a single edge and a half-moon crossguard. Who's that? Only the hero of the galaxy. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> Did he also cut off Space God's dick? I mean, it's not to brag or anything. <laughs> he's, the, uh, he's the seducer slash slayer of the first Zillions Crusade. They made his life story into 15 films and counting. Well, I guess we've stopped counting since the zillions came back but <laughs> the first 15 are <clears throat> the first 15 are out at least they're masterpieces i saw the first one in galactic civics class God back damn. in high school been hooked ever since i think that's the longest i've ever heard you speak at one time i'm a huge fan indeed it is a Ooh, voice rasped. I like that voice. Ari and Brandon fell into battle positions. Ari instinctively grabbing the sword from the sarcophagus and brandishing it rather than split his arm in two and endure that agony again. Huh. Fear not. I have been waiting here for you, and now you've come. Now come closer, so I may look upon you. Ooh, he's they approached the pillar. He's a little spooky, isn't he? They approached the pillar. A little rat scallion was fused to the thing with his arms and head and shoulders hanging out of it and his lower body completely consumed by it. He had the longest beard Ari had ever seen on a rat scallion and a regal rat tail to match. <laughs> by rat tail, I mean the hairdo. I was yeah. going to ask. Yeah. I was going to ask. <laughs> I always knew they would come back. That's why I waited here for you for so long. 
The faint buzzing of drones could be heard from the stairwell. Save the speeches, little man. Whatever you're going to do, do it now. The rat scallion gave Aria a sour look. My name is Enable Eritank. Eddie to my friends. And you will do well to remember it. Okay, Eddie. You're not my friend. Well, I'm not saying your whole name because I've forgotten it already. So, Eddie, <laughs> what do you know about the Zillions? <laughs> <laughs> A drone buzzed into the room. Its perfectly spherical shape unfurled to reveal hypodermic needles on a dozen little robot arms, Ooh. and it flew straight for Aerie. Before he knew it, Aerie was being pushed to the ground, Brandon standing over him, impaled. <gasps> his eyes rolled back in his head, and he screamed, Zillions. And he came right there. Aerie was so white, you couldn't really tell anyway. Brandon's lifeless body collapsed on the floor. <laughs> <laughs> That took me That took me a second, second. yeah. Yeah. (laughs) You got it? Yeah. I got it. (laughs) That's a callback to the first episode where you you say that his skin's so white that one guy could nut on him and no one had noticed. I did say that. (laughs) You did, yeah. It was supposed to. I believe the next line after that was like, I don't know. Never mind. I did did say that. Jeez. (laughs) Brandon's lifeless body collapsed to the floor. Eddie Tang chanted something in Ratscallion, and Aerie's vision went white. He pushed himself to his feet, staggering, and heard shouting. He couldn't really see where it was coming from, and on reflex he swung that sword around until it collided with something. The shouting stopped, and his vision started to clear. He pulled it free and inspected his surroundings. There was a young little Ratscallion screaming and crying, holding the hand of the guy Aerie had stabbed. His tiny rat tail bobbed up and down. He looked remarkably similar to that rat scallion a second ago. Where was he? <laughs> Harry turned around. The pillar was gone. The guy bleeding out on the floor and coughing looked familiar for some reason. He was wearing jeans in a rad t-shirt and a leather vest. <laughs> and he had a sword in his other hand that looked remarkably similar to the one he was holding. The man held the sword out to Harry. And the zillions he said, and died. <laughs> Sweet. Two swords. Hey, is your name Tang? It's ne- it's a neble Eddie Tang, the little rat scallion said, trembling. Right. Now I get it. <laughs> Alright, to we continue next time. I don't think I, I, hope, I do get it. I hope y'all got it. Okay. I don't get it at all. <laughs> I don't get it at all. No. You get it at all? <laughs> oh! Neble oh, Eddie Tang. What do we know about Iggy 88. What is he? Iggy's a time-traveling He's assassin. He's a time-traveling assassin, yeah. bingo Yeah. And the Zillions captured Iggy. Yeah? <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. And so I tried to I tried to hint it in the beginning of the story. There was like, some time travel in the beginning different. already. Yeah. Yeah, there, like, yeah, shit was different from before... Eddie was uh, Iggy was taken, and after, yeah, right. The city was painted colors before they took Iggy. Oh, so did so the that's Zillions. why the oh. street was a different color. Okay. So wait, the yeah. Zillions <laughs> used Iggy somehow, like because I actually don't know 
I actually don't know how Iggy time travels because he never actually do I. <laughs> he never actually did time travel in my stories he just I always was a time assumed traveler. that he didn't actually time travel he just told people he was a time traveler so. <laughs> oh so basically i mean i'm sorry to i guess it's not a good story if you have to explain it but <laughs> no i mean they went back in time the zillions <clears throat> went back in time with iggy back to the time of the first crusade and then so, now so okay. is airy the time and okay yeah Okay. And he just killed Rex's Quinn. <laughs> Which is gonna... So, who, who's gonna have to end the Zillions? It's gonna be Aerie. <laughs> it's gonna be Aerie. I mean, okay. Rex's Quinn, obviously a rad dude. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that <laughs> that rad, that shirt that was definitely always rad. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and he knew that even though Aerie just killed him, he knew that he was going to have to entrust him to save the galaxy. <laughs> yeah. Well, this we'll guy killed me. He must be able to save the universe. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I guess. Uh, and he's got his friend out of time. Iggy. He's yeah. got to find Iggy. Okay. Yeah, so, yeah. Okay. I mean, so a lot of this doesn't matter because, or, <laughs> uh, I, I mean, what I'm... I mean, I'm not saying. No, I'm gonna keep this matter because no, 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 no. no. I, I hope the listeners get it. But if yeah. they don't, they, they might need this part too. <laughs> no, what I mean is, so just to reiterate for anyone who's listening to basically uh, Tall Tales and not our previous show, uh, I wrote a, a story about this character Ari uh, in a previous show that we did, and there's a lot of lore. Mm-hmm. that i established like in a that. lot of lore yeah like a lot of lore <laughs> and none of none of it matters because this is no. a new thing yeah, yeah. um Unless that might have some similarities and i mean hey he sent us back in time so it's a new timeline anyways so the lore is exactly out the window yep uh so yeah i wasn't saying that it, none of your story matters or none of our fans matters <laughs> i was saying like the fact that I have so much lore matter yeah. doesn't matter. Yeah. Yeah. If we do the we time just travel a... right, the only person this story will matter for is Ari. If he can do it right. Right. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's a lot to put on my shoulders, though. <laughs> oh, sorry. Yeah. If you do this right, you won't fuck everything up. No. <laughs> <laughs> No, like I said, if yeah. if I fuck everything up, I'll I'll just say, well, it's a different timeline, so it doesn't matter. It doesn't affect exactly. Anything. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah, it yeah. doesn't. <laughs> so I guess I, technically, yeah. the day that Iggy got stolen, there was already a new timeline, right? So yeah. However, so I don't even know how Iggy time travels, but he must. It must be part of him. You know, I never, oh. I never even considered that before. I thought he like got in a DeLorean. Uh, or I've I've you know? got an idea. I've got an idea. Yeah. I'll 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 save it for next time, but uh, I have Yeah, an idea. definitely. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. So I I never considered turning this into a time travel thing. I just had Iggy stolen because I needed Ari to have some kind of motivation <laughs> to go fight <laughs> aliens. Something. <laughs> but you actually turned it into something. So that's I think that's awesome. Yeah. Um, yeah, and you know how I love rat scallions, so I made the sidekick character a rat scallion, and, and mm-hmm. killed off the one I had established. 
<laughs> Which then Jared can go ahead and kill mine off and establish a new one. Yeah. <laughs> that does seem very... Again, doesn't matter, but that does seem very airy to just not really care about people coming and going, dying, yeah. and being introduced. Like, I mean, he right. doesn't remember the name or even what his wife looks like, so... Right. <laughs> <laughs> also because I couldn't remember her fucking name either. Sorry. Yeah. That's that's okay. Um, and I dug around for it, and I was like, I, I can't find it. Yeah, in the... Uh, I actually wrote a couple of stories about his wife at one point. And in those mm-hmm. stories, I think I never actually said her name. Um, because <laughs> yeah, it was she's from important. Because <laughs> it was a first-person perspective, and she doesn't yeah. just go around saying, I, Mika. But yeah, her name is oh, Mika. Oh, her name is Mika. Mika, yeah. Mika. Oh, shit. Yeah. That's right. I remember now. Well, yeah. Right. So I, I did try to hint that she was still around with the furry yaoi thing, and no one, no one could bring themselves so, to tell yeah. her that his wife was a degenerate. Um, well, that's what I didn't get. Did Bean Gut, so, so he traveled back in time, or he, he traveled, so he fought and fought and fought for, like, three years already since Iggy got taken, Mm. and I assume we're in some kind of dystopian future where the zillions came and Iggy, like you said, they, they time travel, and Ares just instantly in the universe where we lost the good guys lost just instantly. And, and I, I see how this is, this is hard to write because in my understanding of time travel and the way that I wrote it back in the day and why you might think Iggy is not actually a time traveler is (laughs) because when you go back in time, uh, and you change things, you don't know what's changed because person already changed it and so the mm-hmm. person from the future uh, wouldn't have known what they were going back to change because <laughs> it's just always been that way yeah see i wanted to write what's called stupid time travel where like things only change like th- things change now for you and for me and in the past like so like now in the past they change it so like now it happens for me but like i still remember a past where it didn't happen Okay. Because, like, it had to have been that way so that it could change, you know? Yeah, but that was kind of why he never, sense. never really knew what to what to do, was because he got sent back in time to change the past and then didn't really know what he was supposed to... He knew he was supposed to change the past, but he didn't know how or what he was <laughs> trying to avoid. But, uh... And well... Yeah. So, at first, I thought... Um, cause there wasn't a lot of, uh, there was a lot of high octane action in this one. There was stuff just happening. So there wasn't a lot of, uh, exposition going on at most points in the story. Yeah. So I originally thought that they had, instead of time traveled, I thought they had like dimension hopped. And so when they got back to, uh, Ares home planet and met with, um, Lord Beangut and all that stuff. You didn't really mention any, like, you said that they welcomed him. It almost sounded like they didn't even know who he was. Oh, I should have said welcomed him back. Oh, okay. okay. That's that's kind of yeah. what I meant. So, like, after, after you know, being with Nova for a while and saving the galaxy, he, you know, first time he went back to Meteoria 7. And yeah. that planet is, you know, a very primitive planet. 
right. and was overlooked by the Zillions in the First Crusade and now as well. So right, it was right. kind of like the last refuge for them. And they got right. to live, you know, for three years there before the Zillions eventually found them. Yeah, this is definitely like a part of the story that like I would have to go back to a second time to understand what all the time travel stuff was was going <laughs> on. Like once I already knew the end of the story. So you're yeah. saying a bad story. No, I'm saying it's a very confusing <laughs> part of the story and you don't know what's going to happen in act three. And so, <laughs> no idea. so it's kind of hard to understand the significance of a lot of things that are happening right now because mm-hmm. it's yet to be written and therefore is, is kind of meaningless. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but... Since you can't kill all the zillions, because there's so goddamn many of them. Oh, yeah, right? yeah. Zillions. Zillions of them. Yeah. <laughs> there's zillions of them. So, like, all you can do... What? You just... You gotta you gotta get Eddie out of there. Not Eddie. Iggy. Yeah, exactly. Gotta, maybe yeah. give them... Maybe give them Eddie. I don't know. Who knows? <clears throat> we gotta unscrew up the timeline. Yeah. In... In one episode. Yeah, I, this is a monumental task. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I am, uh, this is where my brain went. If you want, I no, can rewrite a whole new story. No, 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 no. Don't, don't do that. I, uh, I have some ideas that you likely won't find satisfying for the conclusion of this particular episode. But it'll be funny, I think. <laughs> Okay, and then we can revisit it again. Yeah, this yeah. Can, we can write together Todd's new, new story. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> kind of like how they reset the Star Trek shit with uh, the black hole thing. We can do that too. When you say that it'll be yes, like a... part ones. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, it's, it's two part ones and a part three. It, it'll have a conclusion. <laughs> it just, <Okay. laughs> it just won't satisfy all of the goals of this episode and the last one <laughs> well you've got time to think you've got I mean, more time yeah, than the, have, the three seconds off, between the so, end of the story oh yeah no no I've I just the ideas yeah. in my head are like okay well I gotta ignore this because I can't I can't fit all of everything that Ari needs to do like into one story so <laughs> did you, you know, did you start to have an existential crisis <laughs> because you didn't know what was going on uh at every moment in the story <laughs> i knew what was going on yeah um, okay wonderful until the ending uh, <laughs> until the ending where it said you get it you get it <laughs> yeah exactly. and then i was like did i get it did i <laughs> yeah i thought you were saying that enable eddie tang was some kind of like Amalgam. Yeah, I thought he was like a callback to something in Todd's universe that I had forgotten or something. Yeah, rather I than getting it. A no, callback no. To so the way I started writing this. The beginning of the story, okay. or the earlier in the story. <laughs> so what happened was I'd had like four drinks, and I sat down to write your story, and I, I, I downloaded your thing, and I couldn't edit it, and I was reading the first um, the first sentence, and I was like, oh, you know what? It would be funny if Ari ended up being Rexus Quinn. Um, uh, yeah, or, yeah. Or like I, having, I or like that. killing him and having to do that shit. Yeah. 
like do the shit that it said that Rexus Quinn does. Yeah. So like, you know, seduce the zillions and then kill yeah. them. The last time Aerie um, time traveled, he was really bad at it. And yeah. so yeah. It, it makes sense that he would show up and, and kill the hero and <laughs> not really. And then, and then I thought of this name cause like I couldn't edit the file. I'm like, why can I, why can I write on this? And then I realized I had to enable editing and I'm like, enable it editing. And I'm like, oh, that's a name. <laughs> oh, and that's okay. where I started with the story. Oh, I knew it sounded like the, it was supposed yeah, to be something. No, the, the, I think that's what threw me off the most was the name. Like I thought it was supposed to be a reference to something and I yeah. fixated oh, no. on it, like trying desperately <laughs> to remember something we had recorded five years ago. Like exactly, know, <laughs> and I was like, sense. I was like, but, there, I I wrote it. I know for a fact that there was no yeah. crystal. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> how do I tell him that he's trying to reference <laughs> my material and he just made it up? <laughs> like, because I did just make it up. Yeah. <laughs> <He's a good laughs> God damn it, you so, fooled us. Yeah. You wrote a story. <laughs> <laughs> that is what I was hoping. I was hoping that you guys would write a story. Yeah. Yeah. I certainly wrote something. And now yeah. it's not my problem anymore. No. I, I, I got it. <laughs> I got you. I got you. <laughs> All right. Well, thank no, y'all for listening yeah. and enjoying. Or enjoying the science fiction and fantasy. If you don't like the way I wrote uh, where are we time at travel, you can right now. go <laughs> huff my jorts. Well, I mean, yeah, I you, love the yeah. uh, the callback to how white areas <laughs> like could, <laughs> couldn't even tell that he was covered in jizz. <laughs> That's. Uh, see episode one of basically yeah sci-fi. basically sci-fi <laughs> yeah that, that we recorded yeah, episode what, one seven years five. ago now <laughs> yeah i'm not sure if in my story i mentioned how uh, the one that i wrote last week if i mentioned how white he is still but uh you call him beefcake it's... daddy with like white skin yeah yeah <laughs> yeah he is incredibly pale and incredibly strong. Oh yeah, no, I I loved. Uh, so you you get the the one character in this story that really stood out was Aerie. and like you yeah. get how he how he holds himself. Like he had a lot of characterization, the way he talked, the way he reacted mm-hmm. to things, the things that he thought. Those things all had a lot of character. Um, if I was going to be able to guess that Brandon was going to die by the end of the story, <laughs> it's because he didn't really do a whole lot on his own. Like, <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> so, so, I mean, well, I mean he's, yeah, that's what he do. Yeah. He was, he was just a friend to Harry made yeah. for a little bit there. <laughs> but as we know, all Some of Harry's friends die and he doesn't really notice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so you did a great job characterizing him. He he felt like a character with a lot of a lot of uh that you personally have a lot of insight into. Uh which oh, is important definitely. Yeah. Mm. There's this uh a fucking I think it might be on YouTube, but there's this series uh it was animated where it's it's like 
kind of a shitty Conan the Barbarian. I can't remember the name of the shit right now, but um, it's really graphic and on YouTube, which is which is weird. Um, I remember there's a scene where he's going through this swamp and they're like these leeches and he's like these dudes pull the leeches off of them and like their skin comes off. What is it? And then there's like a sorcerer. Okay, I don't know. But it, I mean, it's. Yeah. But anyway, that's what I thought it yeah. looked like. So I was well, like, well, what okay. I'm saying, is, like, <laughs> in order to have, so I think I mentioned this in another episode before. Like, when you're writing a character, like, you want to know what, like, all the details about them. You want to know what their yeah. favorite food is, but that doesn't mean that in the story they need to it say, to like, oh up. boy, cheesecake. I love cheesecake. That's been my yeah. favorite food since I was four. Like, I love sticking my dick happen. in a cheesecake. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Don't love that infection afterwards. Like that sounds like personal experience. But anyway, <laughs> like you need to you need to know that kind of stuff about your character. And that's why I am not worried about you guys messing with the canon of a character that I wrote a long time ago. Like like you know yeah. that, but you don't need to constantly be referencing like, oh god, this is like what I did five years ago. Like yeah. you know, he just And that's what I loved about this story. He just he just is the same character. And that was really great. Yeah. Like the way that he, he locked eyes with someone and was instantly like, that's a challenge. Hey, well, yeah. Like, no, that's a <laughs> person on the street. Eric. And Chill. they're going to fight. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and Brandon knew it immediately too. He's like, no, no, come on, come on. We yeah. don't need to do this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, Brandon, Brandon, Okay, never mind. I didn't. He didn't have zero characterization. He he had the character of a person of that a met person, and immediately yeah. got airy. Yeah, and was like, you know, <laughs> bros for life yeah. as soon as they met. They're basically yeah, bros for life. They are what are the crystal bros. <laughs> I don't know what got, that is. What are the crystal jerk bros? off crystals. Well, well, I don't think Brandon <laughs> would be don't doing Google that. It. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I won't. This is part two, the part where they lose, and I feel like I get. I feel like I've been writing a lot of part twos. It might just be my selective memory, like picking out things that seem to fit a pattern. Because I did the part two for Rufus Conway. Um, that would and that was that, that would was have a something big L as well. That would add you an extra one. I was going to say we should have the yeah. same number of beginning, middles, and ends, but. <laughs> Yeah, there is also that story, which incidentally so does I make me feel, like, feel I like I really like writing the L episode. Yeah, I don't know why. Like, I just get it. I just like writing the L episode. That is a pretty big L to to have the to write the story where you kill off the character that has been hyped up for forever <laughs> as the guy that solved the thing. Yeah, that is a pretty big L. Yeah. And I really like I mean, that you just you just went there, you just you just killed him. I liked that a lot. Well, I mean, Rexus Quinn seduced the Zillions and then killed them. So Beefcake Daddy Aerie is just you know. Different, he should be up to the task. Man, same hero, right? Kind of the <laughs> idea uh, from Definitely, Michael Moorcock yeah. based uh, Michael Moorcock's. Um, Eternal Champion series, where it's the same soul reincarnated over different dimensions and and, and different worlds and stuff. Um, yeah, same, like different heroes, same shit every time, and nothing changes. 
but that's Since a really depressing this is a series. sci-fi it was really hard to tell if you were doing uh time travel or dimension hopping like it could have been either <laughs> one at any time and oh yeah yeah but but I'm definitely but I going more now. towards like you know maybe no one will remember that it was airy and they'll always just have always thought it was rex's quinn and who knows and who cares because someone seduced and killed Maybe the first time Ari ever wears a shirt is when he sees a truly rad shirt. He puts on the red shirt. Well, thank you, dear listeners. I hope you had a rad time. I did. And if you if you are on a platform where you can comment, please comment your favorite joke from the story as well. Yeah. Yeah. Don't forget to like, comment, subscribe. Um, uh, <laughs> that's rate and uh, review. The other ones, rate and rate review. And review. Yeah. Yeah. That, I that's why I always forget those ones. Like, comment, subscribe is YouTube, which we don't yeah. upload to anymore. Oh. <laughs> oh. Don't forget to rate and review, and tell your mother that you love her. Uh, and have a great day. Tell your mom to listen to this podcast. Tell your mom I love Thanks. her. And yeah. Please Thanks call. for staying a while. Todd's marriage is open and (laughs) (laughs) open to more mommies yeah (laughs) bye 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 (laughs)